Hello, thanks for joining Doctrine Matters. I do have a lot to go over in a short period of time, so let's get with it. Let's go to Romans chapter 2 and verse 2. The Bible says, this is to the church of Ephesus, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and thou and how thou canest uh, I'm sorry, how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and found them to be liars. And has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. And then he goes into, uh, they have lost or left their first love. I'd like to bring out... Uh, the church of Ephesus, how they have tried them, which say they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars. And we are living in uh, 2020, the year 2020, and we have got apostles on every corner. We've got churches on every corner. We have a movement that says that everybody's right, that there's no division between one another, that we all believe in the same message, which is that Jesus is Lord. And we like to throw doctrine out and hang under the banner of love. And if you preach doctrine, you're divisive. But we see here Jesus has got a, a, a very distinction between the apostles, the true apostles, and the fakeries, the liars, the wannabes, the people that say they are apostles and are not. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter to the kingdom of heaven. In fact, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, in verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many shall say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And then thy name hath done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now, to go back to the scripture here. And dissect it just a little bit. They, they have prophesied and spoke God's word in the name of Jesus. And they have cast out devils in the name of Jesus. And have done many wonderful works in the name of Jesus. Now I'll go ahead and say this. I don't doubt that they had an encounter with God. I don't doubt that they prophesied in the name of Jesus. I don't doubt that they cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Otherwise, they wouldn't have said to Jesus that they did cast the devils out. The, the Lord would have said, you liars. No, it doesn't say that they were liars. They said, hey, we've done many wonderful works. It doesn't say that these people, whether we preachers or not, that they were liars or they were deceivers, that they were wrong. 
All it says is, then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity, or work sin, that engage in sin. Then it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I liken to him a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Which we then go to Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verse 19. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. You want to be a wise man and build your house upon a rock? Well, here... In Ephesians 2.20, and are built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, in whom, are, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth in the holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an inhabitation of God through the Spirit. In order for us to be built off of Jesus Christ, the rock we have to be built off of the church that was built off of that rock which is the apostles and the prophets there is no other gospel other than that which was given there's a common salvation let's dive into it jude chapter one uh let's go to verse three Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. Now, I'm going to insert this. This is Acts 2.38, Acts 10.44-48, and Acts 19.1-8. John 3, 1-10, you can read. And uh, Matthew 28.19 is the commandment that the disciples fulfilled. Go either... Go ye therefore into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And we all know that name is Jesus Christ. Otherwise, the Apostle Paul and Peter and the rest of the disciples would have baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But they didn't baptize in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Ghost, which we all know is the name of Jesus Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts 4 and 12. Now, that's the common salvation, being born of the water and of the Spirit. Okay, I'm going to read on. And it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. You, you have to, if you're under the sound of my voice and you consider yourself to be a Christian... You have, you have an obligation to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. No man has any authority to change the word of God. No man has any authority to add to or take away from the Bible. <laughs> Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If there was going to be a new gospel, the Lord Jesus would have talked about it. If there was going to be a new thing, it would be been already written in the Bible. But there was a common salvation and there was a faith that we have to contend for. Because there's no other God. Well, let's read on. It says, for, they're crept, for they are crept men. I'm sorry. There are certain men crept unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into less physical this. Now this word, and I'm, I'm probably butchering how to say it. 
but less seriousness is a person's behavior that is driven by thoughts of sex or based on lascivious in in the old english word lust both share the same ideo european root last to be eager wanton the much older word lust originally meant desire pleasure and over time developed to mean sexual desire now there's preachers that crept in and and people were unaware you have to be careful on what you put in front of you it says certain men crept in you allow your internet you allow television even to enter into your home you allow radio to bring men into your living room and you could be unaware that you have got people that have been ordained to this condemnation ungodly men turning the grace of god into a lustful wanton gospel and denying the only lord god understanding that they're going to take this gospel and they're going to deny the only lord god in our lord jesus christ there's no other than jesus christ jesus is beside him there is no other he stands alone jesus is the express image of the invisible god right hand meaning power he stands at the right hand or he stands in full majesty in the full glory of god there's no separation and when you come in and you're talking about lust and how that change the truth of god into some wanton lustful church and then you start denying the only lord god and start baptizing in an apotheistic triune godhead which it wasn't from the beginning no polytheistic idea of god tertullian formed the word trinity that's why trinity is not even found in the bible but denying the only lord god our lord jesus christ now that's very that's very straight up and that's very blunt i might add but it goes back to the same thing that i was talking about just because you say that you're a christian my question to you is have you been born again of the water and of the spirit and somebody might say yeah i've confessed that jesus christ is lord and savior no i didn't ask you if you confessed that's not the born again process that's not how you're born again preachers are preaching that you're saved once you believe and that's not scriptural he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved he that believeth not shall be damned the book of romans was written to people that have been holy ghost filled baptized in the name of jesus christ and these are letters for people to stay saved not to get saved they asked peter what must we do then peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So, 
the the understanding we have to have in this whole thing is just because you say you're an apostle let's question it let's dive in let's ask is it okay to ask a preacher if they baptize in Jesus name absolutely and is it okay to ask the preacher why don't you baptize in the name of Jesus Christ I would say absolutely because this there, there's one Lord there's one faith and there's one baptism so uh, we have to get back to the Apostles doctrine one man uh, told one of my friends that he can't stand, stand being apostolic and when you say you don't like to be apostolic you don't like to be everything that's involved with being apostolic you don't like the message you don't like the God of the apostolics you don't like the holiness and you don't like the dress and you don't like the the outward holiness and you don't like the inward holiness you don't like the separation from the world you're putting when you say you can't stand being apostolic you've put the whole apostleship underneath your feet and you're treading on it so my advice to anybody that's involved into a church that allows somebody to preach that they can't stand to be apostolic you need to find a different church you need to come out from among them and be separate say the lord touch not the unclean thing then i will receive you somebody might come up to you and say i cast out devils just like you and i've got the power okay what do you want a cookie you want you want, what do you want from me? You you want me to say you're my brother? You're my sister? Okay. This is where a lot of people go wrong and just because there's miracles involved, just because there's devils being cast out, just because it looks like there's revival. You know the devil can imitate what God is doing in the apostolic church. There's a new 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 doctrine that's hap that's going around. It's the Apostolic Reformation, and it's a Kingdom Now doctrine, and it's very uh, dangerous um, to the church. It's a preteristic Kingdom Now doctrine, and the Apostolic Church should be aware and should know. A while back, there was a group of preachers, and I just so happened to be fellowshipping with these and these individuals and uh, one of the uh the the people it was a good good fellowship it was good good people good people and i just want to focus on the doctrine which uh there's a scripture the scripture is found in ephesians 4 and 12 before i get there we're sitting at the table eating and, and i'm like i said these are very good people these are these are good people, and I would venture to say they're good apostolic people. And um, they started to talk, and the more they talked, the more the sound 
of their of their doctrine wasn't sound at all. The the voice that I was hearing wasn't apostolic or apostle like. In fact, it was kind of um, scary to hear because I didn't have the control over the conversation, so I just had to listen. And they started talking and they started making fun of the song, I'll Fly Away. And they started to preach the Kingdom Now doctrine, which says that we're not going to the Lord's Supper and eating the Lord's Supper afresh with Him in paradise. We're going to um, inherit the earth and uh, the Lord's going to restart the earth and we're going to stay on the earth forever. And the Bible says, so I'm listening to all this and they're making fun of songs like I'll fly away and when I reach those pearly gates, they swing open wide. Um, that They started making fun of songs that I've been singing and worshiping to for such a long time. It's an apostle. It, our, our apostolic songs are, are, are wrapped uh, so divinely in apostolic doctrine that I was kind of taken back and I'm, I'm listening to all this and um, I, I simply tried to say something in defense of the truth and I said, well, I thought the Bible says that the earth is going to be burned with fervent heat and the sky is going to be rolled up like a scroll. And it was in a couple seconds, the person that started off with the doctrine didn't let me speak. And he kept going and going and I wasn't about to sit here and fight. So I, I let this whole thing go on. And my buddy that was hosting the meeting, I called him up and I warned him that this is a beginning of something big. You have to get away from these people. And... Um, uh, did he, he did not get away from these people. And, uh, at any rate, um, the Bible says in Ephesians 4 and verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints. Okay, it, it, let's go up one. It says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now there's the Re apostolic reformation are, is trying to call each other apostle and then use their name or prophet, use their name, evangelist, use their name. And of course we know this is pastor Haig or pastor so-and-so we do that already or a teacher so-and-so, but they emphasize prophets and apostles uh, a bit much to the place where it's almost like they're popes, religious rulers. It gets dangerous when you try to give more respect to a man than they deserve. You need to give honor where honors due, but there comes a time where you can go overboard. And if God ever uses me in in the in the role of a prophet for a nation, I would simply like to be uh referred to as Brother Hague instead of Prophet Hague. Um for the simple shying away from uh any type of worship and praise don't call me a pro pope don't call me a priest the bible calls me a pastor let's leave it at that let's keep moving forward if i operate in the in, in the in the role of a prophet 
that's between other people to decide what to call. But for me, I'm not going to demand to be called a prophet or an apostle. Um, anyways, uh, for the perfection of the saints to the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Why do you give all these, the fivefold ministry is to build the church, to build the saints for the work of the ministry and the building of the body. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, this next verse, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried away, I'm sorry, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby we lie in wait. They lie in wait to deceive. But speaking in truth and love may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. That we be no more children tossed to and fro, carried by every wind of doctrine. That wind is penuma which is spirit. You could translate that spirit, every spirit of doctrine. And we can't be carried away by every wind of doctrine. Having said that, I'm going to quote another scripture verse, and then I'm going to tie this all together and go back to Revelations, and we're going to be done. And I hope this is going to be understanding. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, will enter to the kingdom of heaven. There won't be a one world religion church going to heaven. There's going to be a church that has a narrow way, that follows a narrow gospel. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Broad is the way that leadeth to damnation. Narrow is the way that leadeth to eternal life. The devil don't want you to hear that. And that's why we got to preach it louder. We got to preach it stronger. We got to be more clear. The devil trying to intimidate us from preaching the truth. The Bible says in Galatians 1, in verse 6, I marvel that ye are so soon re removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel. He's shocked. Why? Why would you be called? And can somebody be called and have a divine experience or a miraculous experience and be called into another gospel? I will say yes. Will it be God? No. But yes, you can have an experience. You Your experiences with God should... Line up with the Word of God. If it's not lined up with the Word of God, you must pray that the Spirit gets manifest in the name of Jesus. Because if it don't line up with the Word of God and your trust in the Spirit or this miracle or whatever happened in your life that's brought you to a point of changing and converting over to another gospel or another way of, of, of believing outside of the word of God, there should be red flags, okay? So from him that called you, you are so removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ, into another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. Now here we, are, here we go. Here's what could happen. 
Okay, but though we, meaning all the apostles and prophets in the, in the Bible, okay, every everybody that stands for the Acts two thirty eight message, the John three and three message, the Acts ten and Acts nineteen message, though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now, you, did you hear that? Though we the church of the living God, or an angel from heaven. Okay, you can't deny that uh, Joseph Smith seen an angel, which he's saying it was Gabriel. You cannot deny that. You cannot deny that uh, Muhammad seen an angel, because they did. They did see an angel. Let's define what angel. It says it again, as we said before, now let's say again, if any man preach any other gospel to that which we have received, let him be accursed. Okay, let's let's see, let's see what kind of miracle could happen if you're trying to find it outside the Bible. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 13. We're, this is right up the alley that we're talking about, right in the same vein. Um, are all apostles that believe in Jesus Christ? No. Are all apostles that cast out devils the true gospels? have to forgive my dogs. We're downstairs in my uh, office, and I got the dogs. Somebody's shooting off fireworks, and dogs are high alert. Um, at any rate, do all... Um, is everybody say the Christian going to heaven do does everybody believe just because you believe you're going to make it doesn't matter what your what you uh you what is preached in your pulpit just as long as you believe in Jesus and you're saved that's not the truth in fact second Corinthians 11 for as much are false prophets deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. And notice uh, the devil's ministers have transformed themselves into the apostles of Christ. Now, this gets sticky when you're trying to explain somebody that they're preaching false doctrine. And you got to use love and wisdom when dealing with this because they know Without a shadow of a doubt, they seen an angel. They got the goosebumps. I had somebody try to tell me there's no such thing as heaven. And he's looking at his arm and I literally seen goosebumps. And I had to tell him, I'm not moved by your goosebumps. I'm not moved if even an angel stands in front of me right now. And tells me what you're saying. I am not moved. What I am moved by is the word of God. And this doesn't line up with the word of God. This isn't sound. This isn't sound doctrine. Titus um, 1 verse 9. Holding fast the faithful words. That was my dogs again. Um, trying to get him part of this podcast. Um, Titus 1 verse 9 holding fast the faithful word 
as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there, there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, or the Jews, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things they ought not, for filthy liqueur's sake, or for money. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and the commandments of men that turn from the truth. Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and their conscience is defiled. They profess and they know God. But in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. So we see there is faith. We see there is a truth. We see there is apostle, an, an apostle's church, an apostle's doctrine. And there was praise, even though... The church in Ephesus lost their first love. They got praised because their labor, their patience, their works. They can't bear them that are evil. And thou hast tried them that say they are apostles and are not and found them to be liars. Are you an apostle right now? My question to you, I'm going to try you right now. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Acts 19. One through eight. When I say Holy Ghost, I mean you got the Holy Ghost like they did in the book of Acts 2 and 4. They spoke with tongues. Did you get the Holy Ghost like the Gentiles? As the Jews was astonished because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost in Acts 10, 44 through 48. Or they heard them speak with tongues. Did you get the Holy Ghost like that? Yeah, there's going to be fruit going to follow after you get the Holy Ghost. But... There's going to be initial sign that you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In Acts 19, have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost since you believed? They didn't hear whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said, what, until what then were you baptized? Have you been baptized in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost? If you were, you would have heard that name called over you in baptism. That name is singular. Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, all the New Testament church was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They obeyed Jesus. They weren't in rebellion. They did exactly what they were told. Apostle Paul commanded people to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Or have you been uh, baptized in the name of this other gospel, Trinity? The Trinitarian formula that says that there's three up in heaven. In fact, Isaiah says, Jehovah says this, I am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. I know not any God beside me. His name's jealous. He's a jealous God. 
The Old Testament God is monotheist, meaning there's only one in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it's 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles. Jesus Christ is the express image of the invisible God. The fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus and not in the Trinity. Specifically, Jesus. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus, especially baptism. Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus? If not, there is water and you can get baptized in the name of Jesus. This is your time. This is your calling. I'm not reading out of the Reader's Digest. I'm not reading out of the first book of Aaron or first book of the Frozen. I'm reading out of the Word of God. They tried them. I'm trying you right now. Do you believe what the apostles believe? Are you sound in the faith? Or have you just confessed and that was it? That's part of it, but that's not it. That's not being born again of the water and of the Spirit. It's confessing. Saying a sinner's prayer. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, say a sinner's prayer. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, shake a preacher's hand. Nowhere in the Bible, you have to obey the Scripture. What is the Scripture about salvation? The book of Romans is the Church of Roman. Church of Rome. Which meaning, these guys has already been filled with the Holy Ghost. And we're trying to pull salvation messages out of the book of Romans. Which is already to the saved. The book of Romans to Revelations is how to stay saved. It doesn't... There, there's scripture how to stay saved. How to get saved is in the book of Acts. Acts 8, they baptized them in the name of the Lord. There's so many scriptures that support you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. So, have you made yourself into an apostle? Has the devil formed you into an apostle? Or are you so hungry to do what God wants you to do that all you have to do is just repent of your sins and get baptized in the name of Jesus? And that calling is sure. That feeling is sure that God's called you into the ministry. Are you too prideful to obey the Bible? To admit that we were baptized or you were baptized wrong if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Are we too prideful to say that the sinner's prayer is not all it takes to get to heaven? Are we too prideful? Is it pride? Maybe money. There's a Mennonite preacher I know that received a gift of the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues, and he started teaching his church tongues, and 90% of the church quit. And I asked him, I said, do you own this building? And he said, yes, they own it. They don't owe one thing on it. And I said, that's why you're pre you're allowed, you've allowed yourself to preach the gospel. Because they don't owe, they don't have to worry about making a payment for, for money. Is it money? All that a man had gained the whole world and lose his own soul. Really? Is it worth it? Is it worth compromising holiness to save some tithe payers, if they love Jesus, they're going to stand firm in the faith that was once delivered to the saints. They're going to hold on to their elders, what allowed and what paved the way for this outpouring of the Holy Ghost that's happening today. 
these elders, these pioneers. So what is it? Is it pride that's getting in the way? Is it because you had a miracle? I don't deny that you had a miracle, but that miracle was not from God if it violates the Bible. I don't deny that you got goosebumps and you've seen an angel. I don't deny that. I don't deny you the right to have feelings about an experience you had, but I'm telling you, just because it says it was from God, it's not from God if it's outside of the Bible. There's two spirits in the world, the Antichrist spirit and God's spirit. And God's spirit's drawing everybody to the word of God in love. And the Antichrist spirit is drawing everybody away from the word of God outside of love. Apostle Paul asked the disciples of John, have you received the Holy Ghost? I'm asking you, have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus? For the remission of your sins. Believe it's first Peter, even doth baptism now save us through the water. So what is it? Decisions must be made. Found the Bible. You say, I need a Bible study. I would love to teach you a Bible study. This ain't a pride thing for me. This is a heaven or hell thing for me. I've came to Hammond, Indiana to preach the truth and the truth and love. What do I need to do to get this out here? How can I reach out to the lost? How can I reach out to people? How can I pull people into the house of God? How can I allow them a chance to be saved? The Shema, I'm going to end with this. Deuteronomy 6.4 Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words shall I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk with them when thou sittest in thy house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down. Except you believe that he is, you will die in your sin. It's vital to understand that Jesus wasn't Jehovah Jr., Jesus was God. Jesus was God made flesh. Jesus was God with us. Jesus was Emmanuel. Jesus was the everlasting Father. Jesus was the mighty God. Isaiah 9, 6. Jesus was. We love you. Praying for you. 574-806-1347. If you want a Bible study, I'd be happy to teach you. Thank you. We love you. God bless.